everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay. Welcome to Groundhog Day 2000. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, I know. Isn't it weird? Strange times we're living in. It is, you know? it is so strange, and uh, yeah. you know, we're, all, we're all dealing with all of the difculties and troubles and you know yeah just working from home hope, hope everybody's at office. least healthy let's yeah you know, stay safe you guys if you're healthy we'll get through this it's a challenge but yeah you know, learn to adapt um, two pass. yep before we get into this week's guest just a quick shout out to bruce and hypebot.com for everything you do to support us it's greatly appreciated bands you, in town you do an awesome job spreading the word of the music biz weekly podcast and of course Discmakers.com. Now, come on, open up my show notes here. It's so important right now, man. That physical stuff, you've, you've been preaching this for a while. It is so important. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Especially here we go. today. We've, uh, yeah. we've, we've uh, secured a special offer for everybody from Discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirt at your gigs when they return, but you better be selling them online now. Get yourself set up with an online store. Um, you can use Bandzoogle for that. You can use Bandcamp for that. Um, you need to be selling your T-shirts and CDs online right now because um, Physical products have become an important income generator. Yeah. Every CD you sell, you need roughly 3,000 streams to make that same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Mm -hmm. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So head over to DiscMakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code, write this down, Free biz, all one word, free biz. Put that promo code in with your order of 100 or more CDs, and you will save up to $150 oh. in shipping costs. That's $150 you could put towards buying more CDs and buying more T-shirts. So, discmakers.com, promo code FREEBIZ, and save up to $150 in shipping costs. Yeah. So, we got a special guest joining us this week. We do. We have Alyssa Mark from A2IM. And if you don't know what A2IM is, it's the American Association of Independent Music. She is the Director, Label, Member Relations, and they work with everybody from artists, labels, to advocacy, you know, people like Sub Pop and Epitaph and Concord, and um, it's it's going to be a fascinating discussion. Yeah, they they offer a lot of services, especially for artists, which is something I learned today in this Me week's too. episode. Yeah, and uh, you know, artists that will just will 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 give you the 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 juicy stuff right here. It's free for an artist to join. Okay, no reason not to. No reason for you not to go over there and join today. So let it roll, and we'll see you at the end. Today, our guest is Alyssa Mark from A2IM, 
That's the American Association of Independent Music. She is the Director of Label and Member Relations. And I knew a little bit about A2IM because of uh, clients that I have, like uh, Sub Pop, Epitaph, Mac Avenue, Concord. You you are uh, part of the lifeblood of independent music. Um, But before we kind of get into that, um, welcome to, to the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Excited to chat with you. So I know a little bit about A2IM, but I've been kind of digging in a little bit deeper. Now, um, I attended Indie Week in New York, um, which was phenomenal. Um, You know, the DSPs and the indie labels and the conversations. And it was, um, and we can talk about some of your events a uh, a little bit later on. But initially, tell us a little bit about A2IM and your role there. Sure, yeah. So A2IM, as you mentioned, stands for the American Association of Independent Music. We are a 501c6 not-for-profit organization, and we exist essentially to protect and promote the best interests of the independent sector. So we really aim to ensure there is fair representation of independent artists and labels in business initiatives, in government advocacy, and more. We were founded in 2005, so this is actually our 15th anniversary. Uh, We had a ton of awesome programming planned for that, so we'll see if we're still (laughs) able to pull some of it off. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we we were founded 15 years ago by a bunch of labels that came together to deal with the coming of the digital age, so right around when iTunes was launching. Um, And back then, it was like less than 50 labels that had started the organization. And today, I am very proud to say that we represent close to 700 labels across the United States. Wow, great. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we also have, two, uh, I believe, close to 200 music service providers, um, which we call associate members as well. And, you know, that would be anybody who is on, like, the non-recorded side of the industry, um, but still provides services to the labels. So, you know, that could be anybody from a legal service, a digital marketing consultation, such as yourself, uh, royalty like us, accounting yeah. software. Yeah, we have all of the major DSPs, YouTube, Amazon, you know, and, and so on. And, uh, you know, A2IM really stands on three pillars. That's how we introduce ourselves generally. And that is advocacy, education, and community networking and building. Um, You know, my boss, Richard Burgess, who is also the CEO and the president of the organization, he plays a very large role in advocating for our community down in D.C., So, you know, that's everything from making sure we have a chance to contribute fairly at the table, uh, you know, to making sure our voice is heard by the right senator, uh, whoever's representing us at that time. Legislation, Music Modernization Act, whatever is is happening. And that's, that's super important that the indies have a voice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, above all else, there is strength in numbers, and we still are a minority in the whole of the uh, the music industry. So the stronger we are, uh, the louder we can be, and the more we can impactfully get done. Um, you know, and uh, I guess, you know, some of like the latest actions that we've been taking is, you know, something we're very proud of is we got the entire community to really reach out and message their senators and their representatives in government around making sure that independent music creators were involved in the COVID-19 stimulus bill that was released yep. last week and yeah, um you know work. ended up happening i i think we had a small success in that gig workers are now eligible for unemployment the the paycheck protect uh paycheck protection program has been massively valuable to a ton of our companies that are involved and you know it's it's been a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel to see well let me ask you this so how would it benefit me i i do label and artist services i know you know michael is a consultant as well um i work with labels you know some are members some are not i work with artists 
you know, where I may be their label in infrastructure. Um, for somebody like me or for Michael, what, what kind of benefits would joining A2IM bring us? Well, so you guys are going to be on the associate member side, as I mentioned, and really the biggest benefit of joining as an associate member is having access to all of these independent labels across the country and being able to pitch your services, being able to get feedback on what you guys are doing, expanding your network, making sure you guys are staying in the know of everything that's going on in the sector, you know, staying up to date on new and emerging technologies, if we need those calls out for legislation, if we need you to speak up on the AB5 Act, anything like that, really staying as a central point to the sector. Yeah. What about um, artists themselves? Do you have many artists, in, indie artists, or even like major directly. artists that are directly joining as well? So we do have a few indie artists who are technically label members, and that's because they are master uh, master owners. So to be uh, to qualified to be a label member, you have to be a U.S. master owner or controller. Right. Um, so we have a few of those who are signed on individually as a label, but we're more so focused on the business aspect. And we just actually launched a program earlier this year called A2IM Artist, which is focused specifically on the independent artist. So gotcha. somebody who's still a little bit more up and coming, a little bit more of a bedroom producer or something. Um, and we have like a completely different set of programming that's going along for that. So we did a debut of that in Columbus, Ohio. Um, a few of my teammates went down and spoke with a member of Spotify. We had somebody from Facebook. We just did a really wonderful discussion. And we're kind of building that program out this year. We were supposed to do another event down in Detroit. I, Again, obviously, in lieu of everything that's going on, I'm not sure when that's going to happen now. But um, we are looking to make sure that we are representing the entire sector. So we've got labels, we've got businesses, but we've got those smaller artists who are may not necessarily be at that point yet. So we want to make sure that we're able to provide them with services and guidance as well. So something we hopefully, you know, will expand out further. And, this year. and for the <coughs> independent artist, it, is the membership, membership fees the same? Are, are they adjusted accordingly because hey you're an indie artist and you don't have deep pocketbooks yes absolutely so we aim to be as fair and equitable as possible when we calculate our member dues so if you're joining as a label member what we do is we take your overall market share against the rest of the independent sector and we calculate a custom dues for you. But oh, okay. if you're bringing in less than 800K annual revenue, you automatically qualify for the base level of dues, which is $1,000 annually. And, you know, we can break that out into monthly installments if you'd like. We can do, uh, you know, quarterly. We really want to make sure we're being as flexible and indie friendly as possible when we do that. And then if you're joining as an associate member, we have a different bracketeer system where it goes. And and, and what what for for the associates, what is that tier structure? Is it based on how many employees you've got? You know, it's hard to do the market share based on, you know, what's Jay's market share versus my market share. That you, you really can't do that. So how do you how do you adjust for that? Sure. So we have this bracket system where it goes in between also based on your annual revenue. So gotcha. if you're a company that's bringing in less than a million dollars annually for revenue, you will also qualify for the associate member um, base dues. And gotcha. for an associate member, the base is 2,500 annually. And then from there, we bring it up and up. Got it. Got it. And, gotcha. and you do the same sort of <clears throat> breakdown for the artists themselves if they wanted to join? Nope. For artists, it's entirely free. Ooh, there you deal. go. Okay, yeah. that's that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. They'll like so hearing tell me a that. Little, 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. They'll like no, hearing that. that. Definitely. <laughs> so I know some of the events um, that you you do, and, and some of them are very, very compelling. And I'm, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about not just Indie Week, but all of the different programs, and let's put the COVID pandemic aside for a second, in a perfect world, what kind of events would you be holding? Yeah, so we, we have three flagship events that we hold annually. Uh, the first one is Indie Week, as you mentioned. And, you know, for anybody who's tuning in and is not familiar with that, it is the largest independent music conference in the world. Um, it's held every year in June for, for four days, and it's a mix of panels, workshops. We have one-on-one -on -one meetings that you can set up with anybody in the community. We have mixers every night. Some of our international delegates host showcases outside. It's, um, it's a really wonderful and gathering. that's in New York, right? Yeah, that's in New York. Um, and then we end that with our second flagship event that ends every year with the Libera Awards. And, you know, the Libera Awards are an annual awards gala that um, highlights and celebrates the accomplishments of our peers in the, in the independent community. And, you know, those aren't only focused on just the music. We also focus on the industry aspect as well. So, you know, we've got things from like best sync usage, best digital marketing campaign, label of the year. And we break that down into big, medium and small. So, we, you know. And does the community vote on that or is that done through uh, your offices? Like to find out who had the best creative or who had the best campaign or how, how do you determine who has that? So anybody can apply, um, or rather, anybody can submit an artist or a project for consideration as long as it's an independent piece of work. So they actually don't need to be A2IM members. We have plenty of people who submit who are outside of the membership but still had very compelling pieces of work from the past year. Um, but voting is specific to the A2IM community. So we have a bunch of different rules and breakdowns based on what stage we're at for voting. We're in our final round of voting right now, which means we have our five finalists for each category. Um, but it's kind of just based on the amount of people who are in the company, how many employees you have, and how many people are allowed to vote from that. And what's the cutoff? I'm sorry to interrupt you. What, what's the cutoff when um, for submissions? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, well, original submissions, fine. it was like earlier in January or February, and then we're now, and that's first where you can submit any piece that you want for consideration. And then we have a first round of voting, and that's done with a panel of experts. Oh, so and that like is, yeah, exactly. And there's, um, there's one person from each member company who's in good standing, of course, who is allowed to place a vote in the first round. And then we also reach out to some of our peers who are music industry experts and are, are very knowledgeable on the subject. So, you know, journalists, DJs, record store owners, and, and so on. And they also help to cast a vote. And that's to narrow down to the five finalists. And then once we get to the final round, which we're in right now, you can have up to five members per company vote. Yeah. Is is attendance at these events, the physical attendance at the event, only limited to members? Nope. So um, if you are a member and you're planning to come to Indie Week, you're going to get a drastic cut on your ticket price. Um, they're usually going to be under $100 if you get it on the first round. And if you are a non-member, it's, it's going to be quite a bit higher, but you are still eligible to participate. And then again, if you want to come to the Libre Awards, you do not need to be a member. We've had people who are just fans of the performers that we've had in the past who come to see it, um, other industry people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing that I think about when I think about A2IM is you you had someone uh, in Jen Masse who used to work with you guys. It's now with Spotify. And I had the yep. pleasure of um, meeting her and, and talking with her. And I love that you have an advocate 
within, let's say, Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer or wherever for independent music because the big struggle with independent music is that a lot of these majors own a piece of these DSPs and they feel like they kind of control, even though it may not be the truth, they feel like the DSPs are really focused on major label uh, material and not the indies. Can, can you talk a little bit about your relationship with the digital service providers and, and how these indie artists can, you know, it's a meritocracy or it should be. How can they get their music heard through A2IM for these DSPs? Well, yeah, so so we have wonderful relationships with all of the DSPs. The, the largest ones are all members of the organization. They host networking events. They host panels and workshops for us every year. We're not really there to be, you know, an agent and connect somebody on the label side who's pissed that they didn't get a playlist um, spot in one week. You know, otherwise (laughs) we we would terminate our entire relationship with them because that's everybody. (laughs) Um, What we do is, you know, we get you in contact when it makes sense and when it's a viable reason. So, you know, actually, I I had um, breakfast with Denny from Mac Avenue a few months ago. And and something interesting that he brought up to me was that the jazz playlists were not getting updated. So he actually had music that was already on there. And it was great for that one artist because he was getting repetitive um, streams, but they couldn't get any new music added on. And that's the type of thing that Spotify wants to hear and will actually act on and, and help us out in that case because it, it's not beneficial to either side of the party if that's something like that going on yeah. so those are the types yeah. of things that that we can usually bring over um yeah. but other than that you know like the best advice that we've gotten really for playlisting is to make sure there is a very rich and nurturing narrative behind the music that you're pushing out because they really look for that organic pickup and from there that's when they'll put a little bit more notice towards something so that's that's usually the best advice we try to give. Yeah, I worked with Denny and, and Mac Avenue for about five years, and I can say that you know what you're describing is, is spot on. You know, they want that narrative. They want early music. They want that narrative early. It's like, why should anybody care about this? It can't be that your artist has a new record coming out. You know, it's a lot of it is planning, but a lot of it is relationships and follow through. Sure. And, and I think by having a two I M. Now, at least if something like Denny brought up, if Mm -hmm. that is something that maybe he's not getting addressed directly, you know, maybe it's something that A2IM can help out with. Are there other areas where you help labels, not necessarily with DSPs, you know, maybe it's YouTube, maybe it's other partners where, I mean, are you guys looking at new technologies? Are you looking at best practices and kind of helping these indies out? Yes, absolutely. We're always on the lookout to make sure we're providing the most up-to-date tips and best practices for our members. And, you know, I actually, so I'm director of label member relations, and then I have a counterpart at the organization as well, uh, Lisa Resco, and she is the director of associate member uh, relationships, essentially. So she works with all of those associate members, the DSPs, the accounting softwares, and, and all of that. So she's a little bit more involved on that side. But yeah, I mean, I just had somebody reach out last week who was locked out of their TikTok account for two years. I got them in touch with somebody over there and they were able to get back in um yeah we're we're always here to facilitate the conversation when necessary so you know she would handle things like like one of the big questions that i get from indie labels is 
what data is out there and how do I make it actionable? You've got, you know, chart metric and sound charts and buzz angle and Nielsen and spot on track. I mean, you've got tons of places, you know, Spotify for artists, Apple Music for artists. You've got all these places where you can get data. And when you meet with the different labels, some of them use these tools, some of them don't, some of them aren't aware of some of these tools, some of them are. So would that be kind of in her purview to help people make sense of all this data? Yeah, um, I think she would probably connect them to the right person who could help. We're not actually going to facilitate the like in-depth dive of all of the data. It's actually gotcha. like a little bit more what I did at my last role when I was at Future FM because I was a very uh, data driven uh, position. Um, But yeah, we're always going to be the one to get you in touch. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to be working on a little bit more of like a holistic approach to eventually get that access for all of our labels. Like that's a a very large issue in our industry right now is that we don't have access to some of those major data points, those benchmarks, those, you know, those KPIs and so on. So that's a little bit more of a, a battle as a whole that we're looking to tackle. We should have another conversation another time about Feature FM. You know, Michael and I are huge fans of Feature FM's smart URLs in general, and um, even some of our partners, like as you probably know, uh, InGrooves. It's built into their system. So I, now I was it's a so big easy. part of that integration. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you that it, it's a game changer when you don't have to think about it. You can just it's right there. It just generates it. You know, and if you want more functionality. You know, that's available. Anyway, um, big fans of the uh, whole smart URL thing, especially Feature FM. So before we wrap up, I thought I would just kind of come back to current events and and what sort of response are you guys having and reaction are you seeing from, from your members about this whole COVID-19 crisis that we're dealing with here? Because it's greatly affected the music industry in in various degrees and various levels, depending on what part of the business you are in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm very, very proud of all of the initiatives that A2IM has taken so far to, to really help out our artists and our labels. Um, you know, this goes all the way back to almost three weeks ago when we started actively messaging out about some of the upcoming legislation, the the loans and the grants that were going to be available. We've provided pretty in-depth unemployment documents, um, not only to help out the labels, but to pass along to any of their artists and their gig workers and so on. Um, about a month ago, we launched a Slack channel for our members only. Um, so it's just a nice... Uh, a little bit of an easier and um, direct way to connect with the the community and, you know, make sure we're still facilitating that, you know, that familial sense, if you will. Um, we started up a virtual vinyl club on there called Quarantunes, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> so, you know, Love it. obviously making sure we're providing resources, but also a little bit of cheer and, uh, you know, fun into our, our members' lives. Um, but, you know, aside from that, we also have a very dense guide on our website, atym.org, that has, you know, everything from streaming best practices best practices to uh, mental health support issue um, oh, options. Tied right now okay. uh, to uh, to grants and loans that are available, and you know we're adding to that every single day. So if there's anything that you see that's missing, it's something else that you've seen that's great somewhere, please feel free to forward it over, and we'll, we'll make sure to get it up there. Um, you. you know, again, we're moving Indie Week in the Liberos to a virtual experience. Uh, we're the first music industry conference to make that pivot, so um, definitely a leader in that sense. We've got quite a bit of work ahead of us, but you know I'm I'm confident that the team's going to pull it all off. 
Um, and, you know, the last two big things that we were involved in is, first of all, we played a big role in adding to the musiccovidrelief.com um, movement, which is with all of the other trade organizations and some of the biggest companies in the industry, you know, like CAA, RIAA, and, and, and so on. Um, and that's just a, a big initiative to really make sure that, again, we're putting together those resources and we're helping impacted musicians directly. So, you know, giving them specific information on how to apply for those grants and those loans, um, you know, that currently are available. Great. And and um, the last thing we're doing is uh, today we are launching a new weekly live series called In Discussion, In Discussion, <laughs> um, where we chat with industry experts from our member base on crucial topics, you know, again, that are currently affecting the industry. Obviously, there's going to be a strong focus on the impact of COVID-19 right now. So uh, the first one that we're going to have today is on how to manage cash flow during a crisis. And that's going to be led by one of our board members, Victor Zariah, um, from R&T Industries and Kids Bop. So very, very excited. That is fantastic. And, and just, you know, thank you for the work that you do on behalf of, uh, you know, kind of mental well-being. That's a topic that's near and dear to Michael's and, and my heart. And it, it's so important, and more so now than ever. Where can, um, where can people learn more about you? Where can they learn more about A2IM? Yeah. So simplest way to find out a little bit more about our organization, we're just A2IM.org. Um, we've got information on how to join if you're interested as either an associate member or a label member. We've got those resources lists up, listed up. Um, you guys can also email me anytime you'd like at just alyssa at a2im.org, or you can also reach out to info at a2im.org, and somebody will definitely get back to you in a timely matter. Yeah, we're here to help this, above all else. This has been fantastic, awesome. Alyssa. We, I, I learned so much, you know, just from having this quick chat with you. We, I, I'd love it if you'd come back on the show again sometime and continue our conversation. Yes, absolutely. This was fun, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you right, so thanks, much. Thanks, Alyssa. Be okay. safe. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. Well, I apologize, everybody, for the little bit of uh, confusion and changeover and everything else, but this is 2020, the world we are all living in, and my home internet completely crashed. Had to restart the router. It's unplugged the router and restart it to even get everything back online again. It was. But you're crazy. back. Yeah, you know, I had to go put on my IT hat for about 20 minutes and figure out what was going yeah. on and fix it. While I've got a daughter who's trying to watch video games and my wife is working from home, it's like, oh my god. All right, so yeah. we're back. We're back. Yeah. That was. Uh, I, I, I like. It was a very informational discussion yeah i'm yeah. sure like like you many of us are familiar with them sure. but not exactly what are all the benefits what do they do what are their services um so it was really good to learn a lot more about the organization yeah just like you i mean i'd been to some of their events i i see them in the news from time to time, you know, for advocacy. And, and I knew that they were involved in the indie community, but um, they do a lot more than I thought they did. And I also like the fact that folks like you and me or folks that maybe aren't a label can join up. And if you're an artist, it's free. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's great for an artist. I'm going to figure out how I can trick them into <laughs> thinking I'm an artist. An artist. <laughs> 
<laughs> am I, am I, am I an artist together. doing voice recordings? Is that what we're doing right now? Voice recordings. Does that make us an yeah. artist? Well, I was thinking maybe you and I should just record a single together and put it up on, uh, on the DSPs. Exactly. All right. Now we're an artist. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I definitely got to look into them more and uh, yeah. see about getting more involvement with them for sure. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up, quick shout out to our sponsors, HypeBot.com, BandsInTown.com, DiscMakers.com. Thank you so much for everything you do to support the Music Biz Weekly Podcast weekend and week out. It's great. We appreciate, appreciate it. And of course, if you're watching or listening on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, and we got a lot of listeners on Spotify, um, hit the follow button. And on iTunes, leave a review and a rating. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, That's it. Until next week, Music Biz Weekly Podcast, we are out of here.